I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. All right, welcome back, everyone, to episode number 43 of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And as always, I'm Gabe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. How you doing? Tired. <laughs> as <laughs> yeah. always. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we. Um, it's an issue that has come up before, that if we want to talk about certain things that are released during the week, we have to sort of watch it on the day it's coming out, just so that we can talk about it, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that leads to <laughs> a bit bit of stress. And then you, know, my issue is that I've I've seen two things this week, and I um, haven't been able to process any of them, or either <laughs> either of them, I should say. So this has been a weird week because that's the I've only watched two things this week, right? And um, I just asked you before we started recording. You said you had three. Was that third thing something that you had seen like a week ago, or was that also something you saw yesterday? I saw it like yeah, pretty much a week ago, and I was very lucky to find something else to talk about as well. Just also to have a backup. But yesterday, two of the things that we both watched came out, and we also had kind of kind of a game night late at night, and I didn't get to watch the second film until very late. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of time to process this, process the film either. So. Interesting know. in hearing what you saw late. Like, what was the one that you saw first, and what was the one? Do you want to, I mean, you don't <laughs> want to say you. it now, do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, we can just go out and tell you what the two films are. I guess. Well, it's but... on the cover, but let's let's wait just a little bit because all right, it's going to be very interesting to me. Um, how, like, I don't know what your pick is going to be. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think. Is there anything else we 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 um, should talk about? I I want to say one thing. I um um the Netflix thing with the trailers is still an issue. I don't know why they are so um, difficult with this. Every every other studio or distributor has been uh, uh, sort of checked now. I we're able to play trailers off of them uh, but netflix not yet i don't know why once again I, maybe um we're going to talk about some uh, at least one netflix thing today and um maybe we'll be able to insert the trailer after our recording maybe we'll get the get-go then but i very much doubt it so i'll i'm still working on that uh, unfortunately it might not be we, we, we might not be able to uh, play the netflix trailer today but um yeah that's that's all the updates I have uh, on that. <laughs> well, it could make our pick a bit easier to yeah. know which one would be well more trailer friendly. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, also maybe um, maybe you noticed a few changes on the cover design. Uh, I mean, I, I say that now, not knowing what the final design is going to look like, but. Um, it's definitely going to look a bit more colorful, right? We can say that. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've tweaked some more things. More vibrant. Uh, more vibrant, yes. I've tweaked some uh, some things. And um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we ran some polls on our Instagram and on Twitter. And um, thank you to everyone who participated in that. And the results have been pretty clear. 
but um, <laughs> as I said, we, we uh, it's still not like I still haven't made the design, the, the final cover. So we'll see how it turns out, and please let us know what you think about it. Yeah, please do. But <laughs> please, uh, Gabe, I started like rambling uh, from like minute one. Please tell everyone what the show is about. Yeah, so if you're new to this show, we are going to talk about the best thing that we've seen all week, just like the title kind of implies. So every week we look out for the best thing that we've seen, uh, preferably something from the last like six months. It could be anything from a TV show to a film to a YouTube video even. And yeah, we're going to maybe start off with some honorable mentions and then proceed to our best thing pick, which is also <laughs> going to be preceded by a trailer if it's not a Netflix film. So yeah, far. <laughs> I, I thought about this. Wouldn't you uh, agree that it would be nicer to play the trailer like a bit further on during the discussion because then people sort of know what we're talking about or like, what, right, what so to expect? And maybe give a bit of a summary and then right. play the trailer, right? Play a right. summary, play the trailer, and then talk about it some more. Yeah, sure. I think we talked about this before, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's my turn to pick first. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how we're going to do this. Because I, <laughs> well, you don't know what your pick is going to be. Me neither, no. So no, no, maybe I, I didn't say gonna... that I didn't know. I'm just saying, like, I was asking you, you don't know, right? So I, I, there's so much speaking for both of these films. So, spoiler alert, they're both films. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what, what's, your third, what's your third thing? Yeah, my honorable mention is a short film that I discovered quite on accident. I am subscribed to. <laughs> Omeletto. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's, it's delicious omeletto. with uh, with some salt and, and pepper. Yes, maybe yeah. some um, onions. Yeah, yeah sure. perfect. Yeah. No, omeletto, omelette. I don't know how to pronounce it. Omeletto. I'm just gonna call it that. It's a YouTube channel and it's a platform where the propri- pro- proprietor. I think the name. Oh, what the a name! Is, I know. <laughs> Got a list of herbs. Uh, sorry. Of uh, what a word I should words. say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he the person who kind of. Uh, has this channel posts a lot of short films anything from animation to drama to comedy a lot of award-winning uh, shorts also oscar winners and uh, sundance and whatever they're featured and they got some very cool stuff i don't watch as many as i used to when i discovered the channel but there was one that kind of caught my eye and it was called a night in camp hbgb <laughs> <laughs> sounds great what a w- random pick again yeah <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it's a short film. It's an animated film. It's about six minutes long, so there's not that much that we can talk about because, well, the whole film is quite short. But it's about a group of Girl Scouts who are in Camp PBGB and they kind of start telling horror stories as one would around the campfire. And the stories kind of get weird and weirder. They try to trump each other's story with weird things and everybody goes like, no, that's not scary. Let me tell the story. And then some shenanigans ensue, and it's got a kind of a funny mixture of very funny scenes and some horror, but like, you know, horror made for like a kid's movie. Right. And I think just the animation style is just so funny and so cute because they're like pretty much just blocks on little sticks for hands and legs. Yeah. Which makes him look so cute. And the animation is so well done, and it looks like it could have been done by a professional studio, which it wasn't as far as I'm aware. Looks like a bit of a mixture of animation and stop motion. So it's not the uh, guy who runs the channel who who did this. No, no, he just posts the videos. Okay, I think it's by a man, Dylan Chase. I think his name was. 
I have I'm looking not through her channel anything. now. Uh, yeah. It's Dylan Chase. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and well, Omeletto has got different kind of subcategory channels. So it's Omeletto, the basic one, then you got Omeletto drama, Omeletto comedy, whatever. And this was on the basic, on the normal channel. Okay. And definitely check it out. I think the way I kind of found out about the channel is I found a video about a Western narrator in a bar who kind of tries to get everybody killed. Right. Uh, narrated by Nick Offerman, who kind of, of course. tells all the characters who are sitting in the bar who can hear the narrator things about the other well, patrons cool. so they kind of get into a fight, which is a very funny video as well. So, yeah, check it out. Just wanna if spell you want to. <laughs> Omeletto, sure. Yeah. O M E L E T O. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's that um, the guy, uh, Reggie. Is it Watts on on James Corden's late night late night show where mm-hmm. he asks the um, one of the um, guests a question each night, and he always ends it like with "That's correct." <laughs> <laughs> it's the most random question, like "What did you have for breakfast today?" or whatever, and they say, "Yeah, well, I had that." And that's that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Does he like have a camera in his house or what? That's no, yeah, uh, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's the joke, I guess, right? I guess, yeah. I think it's Reggie Watts. Yeah, it is Reggie Watts, yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of an honorable mention for the start, which is a great little short film. Could have been maybe my pick, but this is just a, such a strong week. With it is a two strong very, week. Yeah. very heavily anticipated films. So, yeah, you yeah. want to start us off with something that's not going to be your pick, and I'm going to make a snap decision if it's going to be my pick? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea what I'm going to do. This it's has like, been... A struggle for me. Yeah. Because I, I, I'll try and keep it um, short, right? But mm-hmm. I want to I wanna say what's going on in my, in my mind. So we're going to talk about Mank and The Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. And Mank is directed by my favorite director, David Fincher. And when that movie was first announced, um, first of all, I was delighted because my favorite director hasn't made a movie in six in over six years and um well when, when it was what announced was it was one? five years it was gone girl right it's like ages ago yeah. yeah gone girl came out in 2014 and since then he has directed episode of shows and he produced some some shows and but he's not uh, done a movie so when i heard that david fincher is finally going to return and direct a movie i was like oh yes <laughs> <laughs> Then I heard what it was about, and it is about uh, the screenwriter of Citizen Kane, one of the, uh, well, how do I say, what's the word, like, uh, apparently one of the best movies ever made, not apparently, but yeah. um, widely like, considered to be one of the best movies ever ever made. I think a 100 on Metacritic and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the classic. Right. So I heard that that was the movie he was going to make, and uh, it's going to be in black and white, and... It's gonna. It's written by his late father. It's a movie that he wanted to make for twenty plus years, uh, but no one would finance it because he wanted to make it in black and white. So he could only do it now with Netflix because Netflix finance everything. Any <laughs> other studio won't, <laughs> like Irishman or whatever. Um. So, I'm always honest, right? I was not excited about the premise of the movie. I would have. <laughs> I would have wanted anything else from Fincher, right? Yeah, Just give me a anything else. But still. I was super excited about it. And people, th- when the reviews came in a couple of weeks ago, um, it, it's, it's supposed to be great. Everyone loved it. 
So then I had the issue of like, The Sound of Metal is a movie that <laughs> I am excited about because of its premise. Mank, I was excited about because of the director, not because of the premise. <laughs> This is a film that I was excited about purely because of the premise. And I believe also that The Sound of Metal was a Toronto film when I was there. So mm -hmm. that tells you how long ago that was. I think I was in Toronto. Much, at, yeah, yeah, over... Yeah. And it took... Uh, well, it was in September. So it while, took like yeah. 15 months uh, to be released. But then my point is this. I was like, should I just watch Mank for that to be my pick, right? I, mm -hmm. If I don't watch anything else, I, I will not have a problem like not picking a Fincher movie as my pick, right? That would be like, horrendous. <laughs> no, I couldn't, couldn't do that. But then... Next week, we're going to do a special episode, so we, we can't, I couldn't talk about it there. So I was like, no, 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 let's watch it. <laughs> and I was worried that it was going to be better than Mank, because <laughs> I can't pick anything other than Mank. <laughs> so then I watched Mank first, and when Mank ended, I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> it, I will enjoy The Sound of Metal more. <laughs> I will. Wow. Okay. Well, I know. Yeah, hold on. But then I watched The Sound of Metal, and I was like, okay, this is probably going to be better. But the more time passes, the more I enjoy, or the more I enjoy Mank. So I'm anyway. I'm now in a position where I genuinely don't know what to do, uh, because I, f I feel like Mank is the better movie. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed The Sound of Metal that tiny bit more. I so agree with you. <laughs> um, but if you. Maybe we could do it that way that if you pick The Sound of Metal as your pick, then I could pick Mank. I could feel good about myself. Sure. And then we can still play The Sound of Metal trailer as it is one of our picks. <laughs> you know sure, what I mean? we can do that. Why All not? right, my pick of the week is Mank. What a movie. What a, what, what a movie. What? It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Surprise of the week. Jesus Christ. No, but I'm telling you, <laughs> no. t 10 seconds ago, I was going to pick The Sound of Metal. I can't do that. I wasn't. I was unsure as well. But we can do this this way, and I can feel good that we can talk about both films as the best thing. Yeah, I feel like we're we're cheating a little bit because I think, if we're being honest, I think we might have both picked The Sound of Metal as our pick. Well, I don't know. You don't know. Just as you said, can I? Then more. I also think about Mank is kind of the better film, as in it's just so well made, and there's so many cool kind of things that I like about it, and I like how they did make it feel old just through the sound of it and through the yeah. pictures and i think just that is just such a cool thing to do and just a thing that you can probably just do with netflix because most studios wouldn't allow it but yeah. also sound of metal yep the premise was just so interesting and so emotional so i don't know it's just well let, let, uh, yeah let, let's do it that way and um obviously things can change and we can maybe address how we feel about it in a week mm -hmm. because sure. once again we saw both of those films less than 24 hours ago Yeah, and um, yeah, it's all a bit raw, but let's do it that way. <laughs> so let's talk about Mank first, as it's my turn to pick yeah, first, please. right? Um, <laughs> I mean, where do we even begin? But let's just pick up wh right where you wh right um, what you said with the sound. I read some things about it too, mm -hmm. and it's just like Fincher being the perfectionist that he is. He wanted everything to be original or whatever. I read yep. that he had like. The whole movie has like is like on one channel, mm -hmm. like they did it in the old days. Now it's like everything is on multi-track channels, where with the soundtrack and the dialogue and the um, you know uh, the the ambience or whatever. And mm -hmm. in this movie, they did it like they I assume like they did it in the old days, which is all on one channel. And these are just the little things that David Fincher does, right? 
he demands 200 takes of actors who hate him after the 45th or whatever <laughs> but he keeps doing it because he keeps being the perfectionist uh, <laughs> that he is I, i mean you can read up on about it just type in david fincher and takes and you can read stories about actors complaining about it and the same same with mank where uh gary oldman he's like i think there's a quote where he tells him like david i've done this scene like a hundred fucking times like what do you want from me and finches <laughs> like yeah now you're gonna do it the hundred first time <laughs> that's like his thing because he shoots digi- digitally digitally mm-hmm. digitally that doesn't you know what i mean did he do it as well with this film because it would make sense for him to do this film on on film see what i think is i think he shot it in digital but he like see this is such a good question you asked because i'm Mm. i forgot what it was now but i read that he like scratched the movie like but uh, he he scratched certain parts of it like uh physically to make it look more like an old movie but now i'm thinking like how can you scratch a digital movie well i guess they're like filters to make it look like you kind of scratch it or right probably easier to uh do it in post-production than to do it on film and then do it in post-production but right no i'm pretty sure he shot it digitally because that's also one of the reasons why he can afford to do 200 plus takes Mm. he wouldn't be able to do that with the film and that's like his um i've heard him talk about this as well on certain other movies that he's like i can do that digital uh movie cameras allow me to do that and why shouldn't i do that i mean people he's his philosophy is always like people are there to like give their best work and he's not going to stop until they delivered it from every single angle <laughs> sounds very much like a uh, cool break <laughs> yeah i mean that's a wow yeah i i, I would put the two in the same category <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> um i'm just looking up now mank okay so they they shot it with a red camera which is like one of the staples and finch yeah i think it's digital red especially made black and white camera uh, the red monstro monochrome <laughs> monstro <laughs> chrome in brackets yeah a mysterious black and white red is the is the is the is not the color but the how to call the camera mm-hmm. um but yeah he shot it with that and um i mean it looks It looks like an old movie, doesn't it? And it also, yeah. they, like, they, it does. It wasn't shot like, as I just said, it's it's shot in black and white. No color version of the movie exists. But let's talk about what it is about. I mean, I um I mentioned it before. It is about the writer and the writing of Citizen Kane, which mm-hmm. is Herman uh, Mankiewicz, played by Gary Oldman. And the movie Mank, as I said before, is written by by Jack Fincher, who uh, is. David Fincher's late father, he passed away in 2003, but he obviously, Fincher's been trying to make this movie for, movie for 20 plus years. And it tells the story of Mankiewicz sort of being injured in um, from a car accident. He's just lying in bed and he has to write a screenplay for Orson Welles, who's one of the biggest names back then, mm-hmm. I guess, still is. And um, yeah, his... his um, most famous movie is Citizen Kane, which Herman Mankiewicz was going to write. But then the movie also like flashes back all the time to the early 1930s and sort of tells the stories behind the inspiration of Citizen Kane. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, sure. Just I think also kind of is also an homage to Citizen Kane, which sadly I haven't watched, but it's also not told in a linear way, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. But that's interesting. So you haven't watched it? I wanted to, uh, but well, I I couldn't find it like uh, as uh, like on Prime or any uh, anywhere in the original English version, and then I had also a bit of a uh, bit of stress just uh, because of time. Yeah. I had to watch the second movie as well on the same day, and then I just said, "Fuck it." So, do you feel like it's it was spoiled for you? The film Citizen Kane? Yeah, not at all. It's yeah, it's I mean, so interesting because if you knew what to look for, you, yeah, it was completely spoiled. I'm sure it was, and they do make a, a couple of like uh, they kind of talk about characters and how they kind of resemble other characters, and they talk about very specific scenes. Yes, a couple of scenes that I've heard about, like pivotal scenes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't didn't know what to look out for, and I kind of tried not to listen too closely to those conversations. Plus, you have to say in this film they talk quite fast and quite intense, so yeah, you could miss something so easily. And luckily, I did some of the more spoilery scenes for Citizen Kane. But I think if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, you could still give it a watch. But I think I as well would have enjoyed it even more to kind of get all those references. Yeah, but yeah. So one one thing that was funny to me, um. Right in the beginning of the movie, where Orson Welles calls um, Mankiewicz, mm-hmm. he talks about like being on the set of Heart of Darkness, yeah, which is um, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he talks about turning Joe, Joe Conrad's um, book Heart of Darkness into a movie. And my bachelor thesis, one of my, I, I had to write two, and the first one was about Apocalypse Now. And in the documentary about it, which is called Heart of Darkness. Um, they talk about Orson Welles trying to make the movie years and years before um, Coppola was able to do it, and um, that was uh, right. That I was like, okay, this is this is just genuinely a movie about film lovers. Uh, sorry, <laughs> um, um, for film lovers, mm-hmm. it's so obvious. I mean, just the whole. And I I've heard stories before, like Mank is only a movie that oh, Mank is a movie that only cinephiles or movie lovers movie enthusiasts are really going to enjoy well it's definitely not for like a casual audience right right right, right. <laughs> and just let me be clear up that that's not saying like only people who watch a lot of movies should like understand what it is about it's just like it is made for people who love these like <laughs> how do i say this without like sounding I don't want it to sound condescending because I wouldn't even include myself in it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. It just help me out here. It's made well, for people who are very quite interested in yeah in yeah. cinema and its history and in the infancy of Hollywood. Well, not infancy. I guess at that point it was in this kind of a golden, golden age, age. But yeah, for sure. Uh, it's not just about that. Yeah, uh, one has to say. I mean, it's also about the politics behind all of it, which is very interesting sure. and how it's run by very rich people who have. A very certain agenda and the power to change things uh, for better or worse just because they have that power yeah um what, what, so what did you think about the movie i mean before we sort of wrap it up with my with the what we thought what we both thought about it i mean mank i think it was a good film at first i felt a bit lost to be honest it right. took a while to kind of get into the groove of the film and how it kind of t- uh, told the story and I, it, towards the end, I really enjoyed it. And I think just the, the way it was made and like, with like the sound, because the sound has a bit of an echoey effect. 
yeah like they did in older films and i really enjoyed that fact i think that just made it feel more, way more authentic and just a black and white the way they did it just felt like an old black and white film not just a filter one would put over a modern film yes and that way i really enjoyed it some of the scenes uh well they didn't need to use a filter because they yeah, used like the, the original equipment right <laughs> yeah sure but it's really cool and yeah some of the scenes i got kind of lost in just from the dialogue and what they talked about especially since they talked about a couple of scenes in yeah, citizen kane which i hadn't seen so i couldn't quite identify with those scenes but all in all just very good performances not what i expected from a fincher film to be honest yeah but it's just a very cool film to watch in general and just towards the end especially with those politics scenes i really enjoyed those i agree with the performances i thought oldman was fantastic yeah and Amanda Seyfried was also quite good. Yeah, uh, across the board. I I also really liked. Um, I wrote this name down. Arliss Howard, who played LB Mayer. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great with that Sorkin yeah. kind of dialogue scene where they where they talk. <laughs> you know, you know the one I'm yeah, talking about. The dinner table. No, 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 no. Where where they walk? Where where? Ah, um, right. His brother meets him for the fr- yeah. for the first time, and then they walk they, across the lot. When they go to to the kind of stage where he gives right. his little speech. Right, yeah. speech. <laughs> I love. I love that's that guy. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. And that's like another thing. That is one of the rare scenes to me that stick out in Mank. Mm-hmm. And that's, I wrote this down when I decided about what my pick was going to be. I struggled to find things that uh, stood out to me and that really, really made me feel something in this movie. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other things sort of uh, compensated for that fact. First of all, I love the fact that he did, like, all the cigarette burns. Do you remember, like, Fight mm-hmm. Club-ish, where he, I, like... <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird at first. Yeah. It looked uh, a little fake, to be honest. Maybe it's... At first. Maybe and then it's... you kind of get used to it, and then it gives you that old kind of feel. Especially with yeah. that sound. Every time, like, the, the cir- crackle. cigarette burn, yeah. Comes yeah. this crackle, yeah. And I also, um, as a Fincher fan, I really liked sort of identifying his like typical camera movements and it was mm-hmm. so evident when that was just a i'm now going to talk about an absolute throwaway shot but when um i think it was it's charlie who when he first meets mank and he's like sitting in this uh, office and they're all like flipping coins and taking bets and stuff mm-hmm. and that was okay see that was another th- great scene where they like i'll pitch a movie and then they sort of Give it to the new guy in the room, Charlie. What's the end of the movie? <laughs> that was a great scene. I really yeah, a enjoyed it. Bit of Mad Lips movie. Yeah. And then the end, like, and far away, a preacher weeps or whatever. <laughs> it's like, great. Oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Have everything in this movie religion, <laughs> monsters, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, in that scene in, in the office before, there's like when the phone rings, and it's literally Fincher always, his camera moves along with the action. Of the, that the character takes, like when the, when the character moves forward, the ca- the camera moves forward, and the, uh, you can watch that scene back maybe if you if you missed it. The the phone, it sort of, it stands on the table and he grabs it and the camera literally, it's like he grabs the camera and it just pulls in like he's grabbing the like he's grabbing the camera. Such a Fincher shot, and I was like, <laughs> I'm so proud of myself that I know that is Fincher. <laughs> I could pick out that as a Fincher movie without like from that scene alone. That is. I'm sure other people do that too, but mm-hmm. I associate him with that. Yeah, it is. it's kind of cool when you can can pick out certain camera shots from directors. Yeah. Also, with Denis Villeneuve, he's got a couple of very specific shots in most of his films, I feel like. Yeah, I, I see. I wouldn't be cool. able to... I don't think I would be able to point out a Villeneuve thing. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. Those kind of wide shots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He only uses in focus and then <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that we've talked quite a bit about Mank, you want to play the trailer or maybe not? Well, I don't have the trailer. That's the thing. Maybe with we Mank do. by Monday. I, 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 I unfortunately doubt it. All I mean, right, we could insert it here, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll wrap this up. Trailer. You're absolutely right. I'll wrap this up. I'll just say, music is done once again by um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm-hmm. My favorite composers, movie composers, did Social Network, did many things with Fincher. And it was so weird not to hear like a distortion uh, synthesizer soundtrack from them. That's mm-hmm. all they, that sounds so like, uh, <laughs> that's not all they do, but that is sort of their uh, thing that they do. And I love it every single time. But now obviously <laughs> it wouldn't really fit in the, in the 1930s and 40s. So they worked with, um, I was like more, uh, normal instruments I guess yeah more standard instruments but and the soundtrack was yeah it was good right Ama- i loved, loved it, it. I, yeah. I, see i didn't love it it didn't really stick out to me i i, I enjoyed it in the scenes where mank was sort of like up and funny where he meets mm-hmm. amanda seyfried's character for the first time where she's yeah. like on this uh she's about to get burnt or hung <laughs> is it hung it's hung right? i think she's burnt at stake yeah burnt uh i like the move uh, the, the music there really a feel-good mm-hmm. sort of up vibe I really like it when characters kind of get up to you, kind of do something. You get those very fast, like, jazzy sounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. But talking about Amanda Seyfried, I think it's kind of weird in retrospect because I kind of looked a couple of things up about a couple of actors and actresses. Well, the real ones, like Marion Davis. Marion Davis, who was played by Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. And she was exactly the same age as uh, Herbert, Herbert, Herman, Mankovitz. Oh, was she? <laughs> well, and the actors are 27 years apart. I looked this up. Yeah. Yet they, yeah, <laughs> look so different. Yeah. Although they are, yeah, the same age. Same with his real life wife, who was apparently also like born the same year as he was, but is like 20 to 30 years younger than Gary Oldman's actor, uh, yeah. character. Sorry. Yeah, but, but Oldman is like in real yeah. life, he's what, like 62? And he also plays like a I guy who's 43? Yeah. He, isn't think, it, isn't yeah, f- 50, yeah, 1958, maybe, yeah, he was born. I think he he's supposed to be like 40-something. 40 42, yeah, I think, yeah, he mentions at some point yeah, to Orson Welles that yeah. he's 42. But I mean, I could buy that more than like Amanda Seyfried. In the same Supposed to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, being 40. Yeah. But yeah. Um, just to wrap this up once again, I feel like Mank, if any other director made this movie, I would not have... Maybe I wouldn't have even watched it. <laughs> uh, maybe, like, okay, there's a couple others that I would have watched it, but I watched this because it's a David Fincher movie. I liked the movie a lot. Also, we, we haven't mentioned, like, Charles Dance. I think he's great mm-hmm. in the movie, too. And there's some other good performances. So many British actors. Yeah. Um, Lily Collins. Lily Collins. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she, I thought she was good. Yeah, I liked, she was cool. I liked her. Um, mm-hmm. And also, as you said, I think her, her, his, his wife is played by... Florence, what's her name? Tippleton. She was in A Fisherman's Friends, if you remember that. Ah, I, I googled her after the film ended, and I did not recognize her. To be what's honest, but oh, I, I got the wrong name. Oh gosh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, two seconds. Tuppence Middleton. Sorry, mm. not Florence Tuppleton. <laughs> okay, whatever. And um, yeah, I liked Mank. I will have to think about it more. Uh, I liked it. It didn't blow me away. I'm just so happy that David Fincher made a new movie. And he, <laughs> he has signed a contract with Netflix for the next four years. So I'm hoping there'll be more 
things soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's yeah, talk about like your pick. Next four years is with Netflix, but yeah, yeah, yeah my pick by default, I guess. <laughs> last thing, last thing, I found the last thing. Yep. The very end, I had goosebumps all over my all over my body of Mank. <laughs> with the oh, I don't want to spoil. No, no, yeah, don't yeah. spoil. But just the very last scene. Uh, yeah, I thought it was beautifully performed by uh, Oldman too. Yeah, it was a very sweet. Yeah, I I I wonder because there's this kind of sound clip that sounds kind of off. Yes. I wonder if that's a real mag. Like I was wondering the same thing. Yeah, I Talk. didn't didn't look it up. All right. Well, uh, yeah, Mank, great film, and the other film that we both watched yesterday, which is the film that I started about midnight. <laughs> so I start, okay. uh, I finished about ten hours ago. It was that one, okay, and. Yeah, The Sound of Metal, we've mentioned this before, and it's got Riz Ahmed in the leading role as a heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing quite early in the film, or starts to lose it quite fast. Starts off with a bit of tinnitus, and then he does show you voices and sounds, but he can't understand them anymore. He, yeah, he can't separate voice from, uh, sorry, uh, words from, uh, from another. And... It's directed by Darius Marder, who I think we talked about before. Yeah, you mentioned, mentioned Sound yes, of Metal. Yes, yeah, yes, he yes. he's he was a writer of um, the Place Beyond the Pines, which we rank quite high on both uh, Ryan Gosling's list and on uh, Cooper Bradley Cooper's. Yeah. yeah, and apparently this film was supposed to be made by Derek C. in France, the director of the Place Beyond the Pines, and he's been meaning to do this film for years. And I think maybe he even filmed it before. But never got it out of post production. Okay. And then it was kind of scrapped. And then with the blessing of Derek C. and Friends, Darius Marder tried to do it again. And Derek C. and Friends also produced of the film. And this film is just so well made. And if I can say anything about this film, first of all, just watch it, watch it with headphones on. <laughs> it makes a world of difference, I think. Because you kind of hear what he hears and you kind of get this feeling of tinnitus. And then you kind of, it's completely silent all of a sudden. And this was so weird because I listened to it with headphones and I had for for a second I was like, dude, am I deaf? Can I hear anything? <laughs> but that's very interesting. I don't think it's like supposed to be listened to on headphones, right? It's made for the big screen. Well, I, I get your point. Maybe. I get your point. I mean, sure, it is made for the big screen, yeah, and for it was supposed to be released in cinemas. But I think it just adds this layer of yeah, I can see intensity of and I think I read somewhere this film is supposed to give you the feeling of gradually losing your hearing oh it completely did that to me and it, yeah it was so well done yeah and <laughs> you get a little paranoid to be honest yeah. and that's so cool because yeah the film is just about him uh, having to come to terms with uh losing his hearing because he's also he's an addict an heroin addict who's clean now but his whole kind of world getting shattered because he can't continue to do music especially not heavy metal drumming because yes that's probably what's fucked up this hearing in the first place yeah and having to go out to a place for addicts and people uh, hard of hearing to kind of yeah deal with, live with his it, life yeah. yeah and it is so sweet and there are a couple of scenes which are <clears throat> just heartbreaking a couple of goodbyes and a couple of uh just characters interacting with each other and it's it's not as grand as Mank as also how the actors kind of interact with each other. There's just a lot of scenes of people doing everyday stuff and talking and yeah. it's so sweet and... Doesn't it yeah. feel like a, a Derek C. and Friends movie? So much. Right? So much. And <laughs> I mean, I he almost yeah. looks like uh, Ryan Gosling and, uh, with the like, <laughs> sure tattoos. With the bleach, and with, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I guess the, there is Marder got a lot of inspiration from Derek C. Sure. and Friends and 
maybe Sean Friends also kind of helped with the film, especially since it was originally his project. Yeah. And and I think that's what also makes this film so appealing, just like in uh, Place Beyond the Pines. There are just so many just scenes of them just talking, having those moments of uh, slight connection, like in Sound of Metal when he kind of draws the tattoo for the other um, deaf woman. Yes. They kind of talk about <laughs> pubic hair. Such a, such, it's such a cool scene, I think. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Riz Ahmed. I think I've told you this before. Yes. And I absolutely loved him in this. this he was my great. Yeah. Favorite film of his or like his favorite performance. And I think Olivia Cook, who plays Gotham, was also very good. I, w- I was hoping to see her in more scenes, Olivia Cook. Yeah. I like her as an actress. Um, yeah, she's. Ready Player One and also a great movie. Earl. Um, Earl and the Dying Girl. Yes. Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, let's, let's uh, play a clip of the trailer, right? Yeah, let's go. You sound great. Yeah, right. What? You're telling me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow. Let's see what it's like, okay? I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play to me. You have to understand your first responsibility is to preserve the hearing you have. I can't hear you. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. All right. Well, I hope this trailer is good. To be honest, I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> so yeah, but it's gonna be good. I hope it's not just drumming <laughs> for your sake or just nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I w- I'm sure it's a good trailer. And please do check it out. It's an Amazon Prime film. Right. It didn't not come out in cinema. Sadly, it was supposed to. But yeah, yeah. I feel like um, picking up on the point that you made earlier with mm-hmm. or earlier a couple of seconds ago. Well, we include we include the trailer like two minutes ago. <laughs> Riz Ahmed, I like him. I don't like. I've only seen him in a couple of things where he really impressed me, and the main one being The Night Off, which is a limited series in which he mm. was absolutely great. Yeah, I I read about it well yesterday or today because once you look about uh, up a couple of Riz Ahmed films, now yeah. I like him. Yeah, and now this you like, him. <laughs> like the first thing that really stood out. Yeah, looked very well, Nightcrawler, cool. right? Sure, for sure, yeah. That as well. But he's got a very small smaller role. part in that. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. I kind of forgot about that. He's very cool in Nightcrawl as well. Yeah. Um, I thought when that movie, when The Sound of Metal started, I was like, okay, Mank, you're going to have a hard time here being my pick <laughs> of the week. Because I loved the opening, like the sort of mm-hmm. whiplashy yeah. thing. Not just because it's a drummer, but uh, it felt very much like a certain scene out of Whiplash. Mm-hmm. But then the scene in the RV when he gets up early and he mm-hmm. makes coffee and he makes a smoothie. Mm-hmm. I love the way um, filmmaking wise, they use that again a couple of minutes later. Yeah. It was so well done because it's not like said, it's just mm-hmm. implied and you know exactly what is going on. And mm-hmm. th- throughout that whole movie, I was like, holy shit, what if this is going to happen to me? 
just mm. one day you wake up or just from one moment to a, to another and your hearing just starts getting gradually worse it's it, it, just it, so horrible stress me out so much because i i do have a bit of tonight from now and then and then towards the end there's a very silent scene yes. so if you have headphones you can't really hear anything and the only thing that I could hear was a bit of tinnitus, and I wasn't sure it was from the film or from <laughs> my ears. It turned oh out from, to be from my ears. So, yeah, <laughs> it stressed me out quite a bit. Yeah. But um, I, I I really enjoyed The Sound of Metal. And yeah. as you said before, also the, the, the community that he then reluctantly joins because mm -hmm. he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. But then it's really just about him accepting the fact that he probably won't get his hearing back, and mm -hmm. even though he tries. And I, I heard a lot of people say that um, the guy who plays Joe is sort of the standout. Yeah. He is quite good. Wasn't he good? I mean, he was, he, yeah. um, I assume that all of those... That's interesting as well. I didn't look this up. I assume that all of those people are actually deaf. Joe, I think, isn't. I think I uh, looked his character up or the actor, and I, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that he's deaf. I assume some of the others are, but yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, if he isn't, then he played it uh, even better. I thought he was. I mean, I mean, his voice is quite clear. But then again, if you lose true. one's hearing in the course of one's life and not at the very beginning, yeah. it kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, yeah, his uh, Paul. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Omeletto. R A C I, mm -hmm. Racy, <laughs> Raki, Paul Raki, Paul Racy. <laughs> uh, I thought he was really good, and as uh, as you said before, I think Riz Ahmed is uh, terrific, and Olivia Cook is good, and <laughs> a very weird cameo of a French actor during the last <laughs> twenty minutes. Yeah, a pretty acclaimed French actor. Uh, I yeah, don't know why. He? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't know why he uh, is involved in this movie as a tiny part. But um, well, I know Derek Cian France has some connections. <laughs> right. <laughs> very, very bad pun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but a lot of people who are there do not see hearing as a handicap, and that it's not a pro problem to be fixed because, of course, there are surgeries and kind of treatments that you could kind of undertake to make it a bit better. But so crazy though how expensive yeah. these things are, right? You lose your hearing, Dude, you want to yeah. get it back, you got to pay 80 grand. I mean, yeah, 40, 80 grand. No fucking health insurance covers it, yeah. which is, yeah, it's just ridiculous shit. But uh, who knows? Maybe that's just an America thing. <laughs> it often is with like health insurance. <laughs> so, yeah, good to be in socialist Europe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to all of our Republican listeners. <laughs> America. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like Mank says in Mank, socialism we share the ri uh, the riches and communism we share the poverty. Yeah, I'll take so socialism. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting very political. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this is a way more accessible movie than Mank. It is a way more straightforward movie than yeah. Mank, as you said before as well. Mank sort of is told in circles. Well, not in circles, but through flashbacks and yeah. it doesn't have a linear structure the sound of metal is a very accessible normal f normal <laughs> well <laughs> linear move linear movie yeah. that um i think a lot of people listening to this would enjoy more than mank uh, yeah it's got more of a typical story arc that's right that's right and what's interesting about mank which we also did not uh, mention is because yeah he is a screenwriter and so every time you see a kind of a flashback it opens with interior there exterior there 
day or night and the year they said in like he would and would write in a screenplay which annoyed me right yeah i don't know why they put flashback in there because one would write that i guess in a in a screenplay maybe that's also what it says in a couple of uh pages on citizen king it just felt like listen stupid audience we're flashing back right now you know what i mean i think it was more meant as a joke so here's a flashback i i had a I don't want to say this now because it's a spoiler a little bit, but I, f- I now have sort of a different explanation as to why they used it. I'll let you know off All air. right. No, not, not anything. I can't, no, nothing uh, extraordinary or uh, <laughs> <laughs> film theory. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, it's, as you said, The Sound of Metal is on Amazon <laughs> Prime right now. Mank <laughs> is on. What's up? <laughs> Get the two platforms battling each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of uh, one of them, one of them gave us a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Netflix. Uh, Mank is on Netflix, and um, I forgot what the first thing you you said was. Uh, what it was called in uh, Camp PBGB on the YouTube. Yeah, no, no, I know, but I just forgot what it was called. Yeah, uh, on the the Egg Channel, right? Yeah, the Egg Omelette, Channel. Omelette. Omelette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. That's perfect. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm happy we got through this episode because I was worried about this one. Uh, I'm happy yeah. with the way that we did it now. I think, yeah, I'm as well. And it is a very cool week. And I think we've both been looking forward to this. Yes, so. absolutely. And I, I'm honestly like looking forward to being able to <laughs> sort of think about the movies more a little bit now because it's <laughs> very like you, you cram two movies in a day and then you sort of try to figure out your thoughts about it. And yeah. it's difficult uh but yeah, we can talk about it again next week i mean next yeah. week's gonna be a special episode yeah there's um, still a lot to have to watch but yeah yeah i'm looking forward to actually re-watching mank once i've seen citizen kane yes I'm, i hope it's going to be released on blu-ray uh which is mank? rare for yeah rare for yeah. netflix releases yeah maybe on a criterion or something um but i agree i agree and i want to see behind the scenes of fincher yelling at actors for the 200th <laughs> take <laughs> I think it's very beautiful that he sort of got the movie made for his father. Yeah, um, it's very cool. And it's cool that now he has a deal with Netflix, although yeah, like Netflix isn't like the be-all, end-all, because cinema releases are very cool. But it's cool that he has kind of a free hand now and can do whatever he wants. Well, it was supposed much. to be, like all, the, all of those Netflix releases nowadays are supposed to also be released in cinemas, like Limited. All right. Yeah. Limited, um, all right, same yeah. with Mank was supposed to come out, I think, in November. But unfortunately mm-hmm. now, obviously yeah. not. Um. And now, I mean, I don't know if you know if you uh, saw this, but Warner Brothers, their entire release is now in America, like being put on home video as well as yeah. in the ce- as in the cinema, like Dune and w- Wonder Woman. And yeah, everything is on HBO Max, which which we don't sucks. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, two, well, three, but I've only seen the two. Two really <laughs> interesting, and I like the word grand that you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. I think Mank is a very grand movie, and. Sound of Metal is a very interesting movie as well, as well as Mank. I think you can it's, definitely yeah. check out both. Yeah. The very yeah, grand version of a very intimate movie, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, please, Gabe, uh, if... Oh, there was one other thing that I wanted to mm-hmm. say and I forgot what it was. Uh, maybe you, you do the sign-off and maybe I'll think about it. All right. I'll think well, about if you enjoyed the episode and you've stuck around till the very end, thank you so much. It's so great to have people listening and I think some of you know who you are. Thank you for listening to pretty much every episode. That means so much to us. And if you want to find us on any other platform, you can find us on 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube under Best Thing We've Seen Podcast. You can also find us at Best Thing Radio on Instagram or Twitter. And on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, you can see the cover art that Flow Designs every week, which experienced the light change in the last <laughs> it week. It experienced the change, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. Maybe let us know what you think about it. Let us know what you think about the podcast in general. If you have any suggestions or any feedback we would love to hear from you maybe a like maybe a subscribe maybe a review anything you can do maybe a comment would great uh, would help out a great deal and yeah once again thank you so much for listening and yeah. back to you yeah please the best thing i, I can't think of it now but the best mm. thing you can <laughs> we talk about the best thing we've seen but the best thing you can do <laughs> is just tell someone about the podcast if you know someone yeah. who loves it uh, who loves movies um like you do and like I do and like the listeners do, then um, just tell them about us. Maybe they'll give us a go. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yes, it would be grand. <laughs> it's a new catchphrase. It's going to bother me that I can't think of the last thing, but um, maybe into, well, we'll talk about it next week, maybe if I <laughs> can right. think about it. Uh, have a good week. Yeah, have a good week and see you uh, on the special. Bye. <laughs> You'll hear us. You'll hear us. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.